During an interview that aired this past weekend on Meet the Press, Donald Trump finally decided to explain to all of us why his wife, the former first lady of the United States, was not and has not been at any of his events. And for all we can tell, she doesn't even seem like she really supports her husband running for president again, but Trump explained it away saying that it's not that she doesn't want to be there. It's that he is trying to protect her from all of the, uh, nastiness out there on the campaign trail, right? It's not her decision. He's the one protecting his poor little wife and making sure that she acts like she wants nothing to do with him. Apparently here's what Trump said. Honestly, I like to keep her away from it. It's so nasty and so mean. So he's doing this folks out of the goodness of his heart, right? Like the reason you don't see Melania showing up at any of his fundraisers or showing up at any of these events or hell, even traveling with him. I mean, you don't have to go and take the stage. You don't have to stand awkwardly next to him while he's giving his speeches at his rallies. But I mean, you, you could at least go with him. You know, you, you could stay back in the hotel or stay at Bedminster or wherever it is you're staying, but nope, she doesn't want to do any of that because you know, Trump doesn't want her to do any of that. But he did add that, uh, soon, uh, quote, when it's appropriate, but pretty soon he says, she'll make her grand entrance into the campaign trail. The reason of course, this has even become an issue is because last weekend at an Iowa state football game, Donald Trump was greeted by a banner that said, where's Melania? And of course you have other Republican presidential candidates who either talk about their spouse all the time, like Nikki Haley, or you have people like Ron DeSantis, who is trying to use his wife to put a happy face on his campaign, maybe a face that doesn't repulse people as much as his does. And of course you have Republican candidate, Tim Scott, who's getting it from all sides right now because he's not married. So Candidate spouses or the lack thereof have played a role so far in this campaign. And Donald Trump stands out amongst everybody else due to the fact that you've already been president, which means your wife already served four years as first lady. So the public is familiar with her. The public knows her. She served in a role in a presidential administration for four years. But now you're doing to her what you accuse Democrats of doing to Joe Biden in 2020, which was, oh, they're hiding Biden in the basement. They're not letting him speak to people. But that is literally what Donald Trump is admitting that he is doing with his wife, you know, to protect her from the nastiness. And uh, look, I get it. I mean, sure, campaign trails can be nasty. Melania Trump was not spared from criticism while she was first lady. Although I will say that all of the criticisms of her were exceptionally mild, especially the ones that she brought upon herself. Like when she decided to go visit the kids in cages on the Southern border and wore a jacket that said, I really don't care. Do you? So if people are nasty to her, I'm going to go ahead and make this proclamation. She did it to herself but let's not kid ourselves either. Melania Trump is not staying away from the campaign trail because Trump's trying to protect her. She's staying away from the campaign trail because she wants nothing to do with this man. 
you know, whether he's running for president or just chilling on the golf course, she clearly does not like him. It's very obvious when the two are together, she is not happy. She is more than happy, however, to stay down at Mar-a-Lago, raise their son, Baron, who's going to be going off to college next year. She's got her parents that have moved into Mar-a-Lago. So she's set herself up just fine. She wants nothing to do with this. Reports have said that she's pissed off at Donald Trump's lawyers for doing such a horrible job in his cases. She's probably not happy that her husband's facing 91 felony charges. So yeah, I don't believe for one second that the reason she's not out there with him is because he wants to protect her. I firmly believe it's because she wants nothing to do with this man. Over the summer, two librarians working in a public library in the town of Sterling, Kansas were fired after a temporary summer worker complained to the library's board that these two librarians, librarians by the name of Carrie Wheeler and Brandy Lancaster, the temporary employee complained that these two librarians had set up what she thought was a pride display. And she says this was totally offensive. Offensive is the word that this temporary library worker used. She was offended because there was a rainbow. Well, turns out this was not an LGBTQ pride display. This was actually an autism and neurodivergent awareness display set up with the infinity symbol with rainbow colors, which is typically a symbol used by neurodivergent people. And it featured the books in the display. Uh, you had Emma and Mommy Talk to God, The Color Purple, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Separate is Never Equal, Wonder, and To Kill a Mockingbird. And only The Color Purple out of all those books contains any LGBTQ content. So this was not an LGBTQ pride display, but this little staffer who wasn't even a full-time worker, was only there for a couple weeks, became so, quote, offended by the thought of LGBTQ people that she filed a complaint that resulted in these two librarians getting fired. Let me read you this statement. Uh, well, actually, here's a quote. This is from LGBTQ Nation. Uh, on June 22nd, Splitter, a temporary summer library employee, complained about the display to Lancaster, saying she found the gay pride symbol offensive and going into an anti-LGBT uh, diatribe, even though Lancaster explained that the infinity symbol represented neurodiversity and autism. Splitter then complained about the display to Michelle Miller, vice chair of the library board. Miller reportedly told Lancaster that she could get her fellow board members to have Lancaster take down the display. And here's what Miller, again, vice chair of the library board had to say. I am totally fine with diversity of skin color display, just not represented with rainbow colors. I do not want any kind of rainbow display, especially in this month. We have a conservative town and as a library do not need to make political statements. I certainly do not want the library to promote LGBTQ agendas, but that's not what they were doing. This was an autism and neurodivergent display that talked about inclusivity. Like, and it actually said, we all think differently trying to show people because according to this report, both of the two librarians who were fired are neurodivergent. It's just trying to show people like, Hey, we're all different. 
And it's okay because we can all still be included. But this little summer employee said she was offended and then went into an anti-LGBTQ tirade. And the board was like, yeah, you make a good point. We're very conservative. Let's fire these people. Well, these two librarians have, of course, now filed a lawsuit. Um, and two other patrons of the library have filed a lawsuit along with them against the Sterling Free Public Library, the library's board, the city, and its mayor for allegedly violating their constitutional rights to free speech, due process, and equal protection, and for violating the Kansas Open Records Act. This is a rock-solid lawsuit because these women had their employment terminated over something that wasn't true. This is a public library, by the way. This is not a school library. This is a public library. And we've heard from Republicans, right? Like, oh, we're just trying to protect the kids in schools. Well, this is another one of those stories that proves y'all are full of crap. Well, you're not full of crap. You're full of hate because your real goal is the erasure of the entire LGBTQ community to the point where if you see a fucking rainbow, you lose your goddamn minds. That's what this is about. That's what Miller basically said. Like, we're not going to do it with a rainbow. God, no. What do you do when you walk outside and you see refracted light over the sky in the form of a rainbow? Do you, do you suddenly just start pissing your pants in fear because you hate gay people so much? Is that what y'all do? This is sick. This is twisted. But more importantly, this is nothing but right wing hate against the LGBTQ community. This is not about books. This is not about protecting kids. This is about pretending that LGBTQ people do not exist and anyone who acknowledges their existence, whether they mean to or not, you can get the hell out of our conservative town. That's what this story is about. So recently, Donald Trump had one of his brand new lawyers refile the lawsuit that had already been thrown out and not just thrown out. It was such a bad lawsuit that not only did the judge throw the case out, but he also sanctioned Alina Haba, who initially filed the lawsuit and of course, Donald Trump. And this was the lawsuit alleging that Hillary Clinton had somehow conspired with FBI director James Comey to make it look like Donald Trump was an agent of Russia. Well, the first one was thrown out, but recently, of course, the Durham report was released. And Trump said, oh boy, the Durham report that doesn't show anything of value for anyone. Somehow this new report changes the facts of my lawsuit that was tossed out and got me sanctioned. So I'm going to refile it. The problem is it's difficult to find a lawyer willing to refile that after the previous lawyer and Trump and his other lawyers had also been, been sanctioned. So how can you find a lawyer stupid enough to refile this lawsuit? Well, easy. You find one literally fresh out of law school and Donald Trump used a lawyer uh, by the name of Jared Roberts, who had graduated law school, according to reports in uh, 2021, he passed the bar in 2022. So this guy had been a lawyer for like a year and Trump got him to file the lawsuit. And wouldn't you know it? Poor lad got struck down by judge Middlebrooks the same way that Alina Haba did. Now, Roberts has, of course, not been sanctioned yet, but, uh, but the judge did say this, uh, movements, 
pursued this lawsuit in bad faith for the improper purpose of dishonestly advancing a political narrative. Mr. Trump is a prolific and sophisticated litigant who is repeatedly using the courts to seek revenge on his political adversaries. This case is straight out of that playbook. Nothing in the Durham report changes that. Now, Roberts had argued, quote, the Durham report seismically altered the landscape of the case. So then the judge said, even if the Durham report can be said to have uncovered the sort of vast conspiracy alleged by plaintiff, it plainly did not. It would not change the many legal conclusions I made in the order dismissing plaintiff's lawsuit. So the judge had to tell this first year lawyer, like, listen, I hear you. But what you're not understanding is that even if the Durham report says what you want it to say, which it doesn't, it wouldn't change my legal opinion. It wouldn't change the facts of the actual lawsuit. So again, I almost want to have sympathy for this young man. Again, we're talking about a guy who's been licensed by the bar for just a year and his first real legal test is to take on Donald Trump as a client and get humiliated by a judge. Like that's the first thing you do as a lawyer, bud. What did you think was going to happen? Like, this is why I actually do not have sympathy for you. What did you think was going to happen? Really? Okay. I know you're fresh out of law school. You're like, holy crap. This is the biggest client in the world. And, and I get to represent them. I understand the appeal of that. Cause you're thinking, oh boy, I'm going to make a difference. I'm just one year in, but I'm going to prove to be the best lawyer ever. No, no. What you've done is you've basically ensured that no reputable or decent law firm is probably ever going to hire you now because when you go and you apply for jobs at these law firms, you're going to have to list the cases where your name is on it. And this one's going to come up and they're going to ask you in the interview. So how did that go? Right. Cause we can, we can pull up the legal opinion right here. Um, because we don't think that was a very smart thing for you to do. Why'd you do it? And then you're going to have to answer that because it wasn't about justice. It was about trying to, you know, most likely get your name attached to a lawsuit with Donald Trump. Right. It's not going to work out well for you, but I mean, it already didn't work out well for you, but you're going to be paying for this one long down the road, right? Even if you disassociate from Trump right now, this is going to haunt your legal career for many years to come. This was a very stupid decision. I hope you've learned a lesson, but again, what did you think would happen? Look around at every Trump lawyer in the country today. You tell me which ones of them are having a good time. You've got plenty that are facing criminal charges. You've got one Michael Cohen, who of course has seen the error of his ways. He had to go to jail for Donald Trump. The last woman who filed this lawsuit that you refiled got sanctioned for it. So what did you think was going to happen? Because I can promise you everybody who looked at this when it happened could have told you that this was exactly how it was going to end. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.